Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. On this episode, you hear from Adriana Solano. She is a local, 100% Costa Rican, or a tica, as they would say here. And she's going to talk about everything from the local perspective. We discuss uh, the views that the average Costa Rican has of foreigners and expats, people like me, and also her views and her interactions throughout the years with foreigners and how that has shaped her perception and her, her ideas of the American or the Canadian. And also we discuss in particular America and her thoughts on America. And I think more importantly, we also discuss how to bridge this uh, cultural divide between the foreigner, the expat, and the local. Because there's a divide. There's not a hatred. It's just this kind of divide of, you know, people, some of us stay here and the other and the locals stay there. So I think it's very important that um, I'm just happy that we discussed that. And it's a good episode. So I hope you enjoy. This is In Living Color, Abroad. Here is Adriana. Adriana, welcome to Living Color Abroad. Hi, Angel. Thank you for having me. De nada, bienvenida. <laughs> gracias, gracias. <laughs> okay, so for those that don't know, uh, which is most of you, uh, Adriana is my colleague at the school where we work at. Um, she always comes into, she works with a first grade class. She is a shadow, right? Would that be the kind of term to use? Uh, learning coach. Yes. All, yeah, that's yeah. What, what we use. Okay, so yeah, she's the learning coach for multiple, lots of students, not just one or two, <laughs> lots of students in the whole school. A very important role that she serves, and she's very helpful. But yeah, so Adriana, let's begin. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm 24 years old, born and raised here in Costa Rica. I'm a special education teacher, as you said. I'm currently working with you on an international school. And what can I say? All my family is from Costa Rica. We all lived in here. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very Tika. <laughs> and that's why I'm excited to have this episode because you're the first person that I've spoken to on the podcast that is a local. And I think it's important to get the local perspective on what you feel about people like me. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. let's get so let's get right to that. So how many interactions have you had with um, expats, you know, foreigners outside of uh, the school? Well, outside the school, it's like none right now. But mm -hmm. growing up, my aunt used to be a host for young adults that come to came to Costa Rica to volunteer or to study something. So growing up, it was because we bring them home and raise them like if you can say so mm. as a pico <laughs> so they spend here like a year or so with us living with our family and going to everywhere with us so it was a nice experience because they learn about us and we learn about them so uh. yeah and since like when I was 15 till now my only relationship with Americans is at work. Mm. So, yeah. 
So basically, your only interactions with with uh, foreigners would be through your your aunt. You said hosting, right? Yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it. That's interesting. So obviously, you were younger when that happened. What were your thoughts when you first met the first uh, <laughs> foreigner? What were your thoughts on? And I'm assuming they were American or they were from other places. No, they were all American. Okay. But they were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen, you don't have to, you can be, you can be honest, okay? No, (laughs) no, no, they were awesome for me because they were like this friendly, they were like, they were like young adults, you know, like 18, 19, and I was like 12, so for (laughs) me, they were like, wow, wow, okay? Got it, got it. And they came here just to help, to Mm. make like, to volunteer, to study, so for me, it was like, oh my god yeah mm. and they were like anxious to know about us about our culture so it was interesting and it was nice that's to experience really, that's really good that's really good to hear so now let's fast forward a little bit so that was your mm-hmm. only interaction then it began again when you got this job right yeah so how would yes. you say has your have your perceptions or your thoughts has that changed at all? Is it? Have you learned more about the expat, the foreigner in Costa Rica, or what? Well, it hasn't changed that much, but for me, it's interesting to see people like you, young, to that come here to Costa Rica to do the same thing that we do, like to live in here, mm-hmm. like to leave everything behind, your family, mm-hmm. your home, your work, your friends, to come here. When there's too many Picos that want to leave the country, that want to get a better opportunity outside. So for me, it was okay. Okay, why why they're coming here? Mm. So have you thought have you thought about that? I mean, I, I'm sure you've you've asked me in our conversations, but have you thought yeah. about like, oh, it makes sense why you know there's so many because there's a lot, <laughs> so many people yeah, like me, so many people like me in the country. Yeah. Well, that the only thing I can think of is like, okay. Maybe, maybe we don't need to go anywhere else. Costa Rica is good. <laughs> if people from the United States and elsewhere are coming, it's because, well, something is going on here. Or, I don't know. It makes me feel, like, curious and grateful. Grateful that I can call Costa Rica my home. Mm-hmm. If there's too many people coming to work, to start their or a small business to travel it's yeah you have some your reasons right <laughs> yeah exactly so so let's talk about that so how do you feel uh that the average Costa Rican feels about foreigners and and in, in particular like you know expats you know like people coming from you know whatever America and Canada because I'm sure that's like the the majority of the mm-hmm. foreigners that are like the expats are coming from those countries well, I think the average, I don't know if we, we think about you, like Americans, because mm-hmm. in Costa Rica we have too many people from Colombia, from Venezuela, from Nicaragua, mm-hmm. and that's what we see, mm-hmm. like, in daily basis, and we understand that, because the situation in those countries, well, it's not the best, and we understand that they come here as refugees, mm-hmm. but when we think about Americans, I think the most Picos think that you come here for tourists, to visit, to get to know the beaches, the mountains, the waterfalls, and everything. But I think we don't see most of you 
like in day by day mm-hmm. me i i know because of of the international school right but mm-hmm. i think that it's a little bit weird from people like i don't know my family to see oh yeah i, I knew some no say gringo that's we call you i yes. don't know if that's wrong no it's not wrong at all <laughs> <laughs> living here but i think that that's the the, the most common thinking that the, you come here and visit get to know costa rica a little bit and then you go away back home got it so basically you, you just said you costa ricans don't think much about you know they don't put too much thought into oh americans and canadians are here or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. it's more the the neighboring countries yeah that is very interesting and why do you think that is? So you just think it's because, um, like you said, because of the reasons why, or at least in your opinion, the reasons why Colombians and Venezuelans and Nicaraguans, they come to Costa Rica versus the reason like an American, at least in a Canadian, is like, oh, you know, they're just coming to have a good time kind of thing, not really to change their whole life. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, well, for me, is <laughs> that that I think like, okay, too many People I know want to go to the States to have a scholarship, to have a master, a PhD, and to get a better job. But you're coming here to have the same (laughs) things that we want to get in the United States. (laughs) So how how could that be? Why? Yeah, I mean, mean, it's very interesting. I mean, obviously, you know my reasons. The people who listen to my podcast know the reason why I came here. But I think it's interesting to hear that perspective of someone like you who's, you know, young like me. Younger than me, but still young, right? I'm still young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turned 30 in July. But uh, no, so, to see like, hey, what? like, And I, I get that a lot. I mean, especially I know in talking to you and talking to others, when I tell people that I'm coming from New York City, they're like, okay, so why did you come here? <laughs> yeah. I feel it's a different reaction. Especially you from New York, okay? I'm willing to know you, New York. So what, yeah, what are you yeah, doing yeah. here? <laughs> And, and honestly, and this is not to, to uh, be mean or wrong towards people from other places in the, in the United States, but yeah. I'm sure the reaction is different when someone says, oh, yeah, I come from Kansas or I come from Nebraska. They're like, okay, it makes sense why you're coming to Costa Rica. <laughs> and again, I, know I, have, we have, I have we have colleagues that are from those places. Not to, Hopefully yeah. I don't offend anyone, but I just think it's just a different uh, reaction that the Tico has. Yeah. To someone that's from a place like that, where you know most people don't know anything about it, versus like New yeah, York we City. Don't know. Yeah, it's like New York City. Oh my God, I want to go to New York. Why did he leave New York? <laughs> that, that's that's my thought. <laughs> yeah, but I but I think it's a I think it is a common thing that I have heard. You yeah. know, and obviously talking to other locals here um, in Costa Rica. But okay, so let's go to that, right? So let, let's go to the whole thing of you thinking like, wow, I want to leave Costa Rica. Tell me some things about Costa Rica that you feel that the foreigner and someone like me never really gets to know or or doesn't think about often. Like, don't get to know about us? About anything in general. You, you know, locals, Costa Rican culture, just Costa Rica as a whole, just anything. Well, I think... Thinking about you. <laughs> yeah, you can use me. That's fine. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are family people. We, we were and everything with our family. Like, we we are like that. So, I understand when you said that, like, the social life is hard. <laughs> because, first, we don't get out much. Like, 
to be social, I think. At least I can talk by myself, right? <laughs> and when when we go out, we go out with like our little small group of friends, like four, three, five, and it's too much. <laughs> and that's like our, our group. We're, we are a little bit close-minded to that, to get to know more people. Mm. And we are family. We are. We are friendly. We want everyone to feel welcome and we are nice that that's what i think and i know it's true but it's hard for us to be like this social persons like come here yeah let's hang out or let's go to the beach or we're not like that i think if you go to the beach or to whatever and you go to a hostel and you see a pico he won't speak to you he was like okay i'm in my thing i'm with my friends i'm Mm -hmm comfortable right here where am I and I don't need anyone else yeah but if you meet someone from somewhere else I remember one time I went to Hako and I met this um Israelis guys and they were like okay they they were like super friendly with us with my friend and I and we didn't talk to them <laughs> we were like okay we're in our we're in our so we're here chill and I think that's something that it's hard to get like why if you're like nice people and you are friendly you don't i don't know this interaction or i don't know how to say like this sense of friendship or i don't know to get to to know more people and the family thing and the family thing too okay here we go with our family to everything even to prom i remember the time i told you oh that my god so, yeah. i went to my my cousin's prom yeah that's normal here that's normal we yeah. do that yeah. so <laughs> i think that's hard to get mind you uh so adriana you're 24 25 right yeah oh, okay and she went to her cousin's prom <laughs> with all my family with her my whole parents, family my grandma yeah that that literally i mean when i tell you my mouth was agape like my jaw just dropped hearing that i was like <laughs> I, I please explain this to me how this makes any sense <laughs> it's but, normal here <laughs> i know but it's so crazy to hear because again like yeah. obviously the, the one thing that that i have in common with you is that we're, we're both latinos and we both come yeah. from the latino culture where family is important so I do get yeah. a lot of the things and I understand a lot of these cultural, you know, things that are important as far as like family. But being obvious that I'm not here with my family and being the fact that I'm also American at the same time, right? Like I come from Latino culture, but I am American at the end of the day. Like I was born in America, American culture. It is it is difficult, like you said, like to kind of understand the uh, the culture because it is different. While it is a Latino culture and there are things that I that I get it doesn't make it less hard, you know? Like, it, it's still kind yeah. of like, like you said, like, hard to break through. Because you're right. Like, I've stayed in hostels here in, in Hako. And for those that don't know, Hako is on is in the West Coast, is west of San Jose. It's like the nearest beach town, um, surfer kind of town. And there are ticos that stay in the hostels where I'm at. And they come with, like, their, group, their groups of friends. And I tell you right now, it is not easy to, like, infiltrate those groups. It is much easier... And even though I, I get a lot, I don't know if you agree, Adriana, but I look tico. Would you say that I look tico, Adriana? Uh, not really. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, it's interesting that I think that, you know, I, I, I've been told that I, that I look, you know, kind of tico. So I think I can, and I also speak Spanish. So I think it would be easier for me to like, you know, 
quote unquote infiltrate these kinds of these these friend groups. But it's not that mm-hmm. easy because they are there no. with their friends, you know, they're there for a weekend. And like most things, you know, you don't want to bother people that are out, out with the groups of friends. But at the same time, I don't get that same energy and that same vibe from people that are visiting Costa Rica. Like there's, I mean, I, I can just count on one hand how many times I've talked to people that are there on vacation in Hako and they're there with their friends and I talk to all of them and it's very easy. And I don't know if it has to do with my comfort, my comfort level and theirs, you know, it's probably a combination of both, but I definitely agree with uh, that sentiment that Costa Ricans kind of like, you know, they, they kind of, they're still friendly, but if they're there with their groups of friends, they're going to stay yeah. to that group. They're not really going to branch out and try to invite every person that they don't know or, you know, anybody to that group group of friends. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's how we are. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of, that part is uh, very interesting. But, you know, for someone like you, like, what does, what's your view of America? Like, do you have a certain view of, like, visiting certain places in the United States? Like, what is the um, average Costa Rican view in combination with yours on America? I think we do love America because our culture has too many things about America (laughs) in here. We're like this blend with the America thing style and the European style and the Caribbean style. So we have too many things. And I noticed I haven't I met the United States. I went to the United States for the first time in October. In my 24 years of life, uh-huh. I have never been there. But I noticed that Where did you go? all the ticos to Orlando. Oh, that's right. She went <laughs> to, to Disney. Disney World. So she really got a taste of America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not that much because you have too many uh, Latinos there. But yeah, yeah. And I noticed in, in, like, in young people, they go to, to, I don't know, to the big city or to Las Vegas. And... We think that the United States, America, is like this big opportunity. Mm. As too, uh, too many other countries in Central America, we think that the American dream, too. Because lately, I noticed too many people going and staying and working there and having really? better, better opportunities there. Yeah. Okay. See, because I've always been under the perception, because obviously me being from New York, like I just, uh, I have not met, I don't think I've met one Costa Rican in my life in New York City. Like, I'm being honest. Like, I meet, obviously New York is very diverse, and you know, I meet Colombians, like, you know, the spectrum as far as Latin American countries, but I've never come across one Costa Rican. So I guess it makes sense that, I mean, for the people that you know that are moving to the States, where are they mostly moving? Is it Florida? Well, I met people in Miami, some in Minnesota. Oh, interesting. Some in, in, I have a friend that went to Boston. She's living there. Um, New York, North Carolina. Wow, that's very interesting. And I guess that, that, I guess that does ring true a little bit because when I asked the students who are, who are like about half of them in the the school are like Ticos. Like, most of yeah. their family, they when they go on vacation, they go to Miami. Some of them go to Tennessee. I'm like, wait, what? Well, Tennessee? So I think a lot of Ticos and, like, New Orleans also. And there's a lot of states where that I'm not familiar with that have a Costa Rican population. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just very interesting. Because, you know, obviously, me, I think, oh, if you're Latino, you're going to go live in New York City. You know, that's my own bias. 
but obviously there's a 49 other states where Costa yeah, Ricans can choose to live. Um, that's so interesting. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so now let's let's take it a little bit more personal, right? Because you mentioned, uh, you know, like we we speak pretty frequently, and, and I like to talk to you because again, you're local, you're around my age, and it's kind of like to get a feel of like you know Costa Rican culture. What's one thing do you feel that I should learn or you know, or I will learn <laughs> as I have more time here in Costa Rica. Because, you know, I'm going to be here at least two years. So what do you think there's something that, that I could or should learn in the next year or so about living here and just, you know, being here in Costa Rica? I think that the first thing you will learn is to chill out <laughs> just and just be. That's what we do here. Uh-huh. We just be. We are the happiest country in the world. Is that, is that true? Is that true? I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I, I don't know if it is true, but, well, you can see it, like, in every promotion about our country. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that just to relax, like, to leave all this fast life and behind. We, we just take it easy, and we have too many things here that you will enjoy and you're already getting to know like the places, the beaches, the mountains and everything. But I think that the, the best thing is to be pura vida, my. Right? <laughs> to be pura vida, very true. But it's funny you say to that be because I, I think that I, I it's like, I, in my own opinion, like in my, in my opinion, I feel like I definitely, even in the six months that I've been here, I've been forced to <laughs> to be more chilled out, to be more pura vida, because like that, I'm facing that like every day. And what I mean, like you know, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not talking about pura vida as far as like I'm at the beach every weekend, but pura vida in the sense, like you said, people are content here. Like you sense yeah. that contentment, and you sense people like just to take day by day. Like they're relaxed, they're with family. What they have is you know good enough. You know from what I see is like you know, and they're happy like again i don't know if the happiest country in the world but they, they, you definitely sense a sense of i'm i'm at peace here i'm comfortable i'm happy here in costa rica yeah that, that's what i'm saying to be at peace you you said it already and to be happy with what you have and what you're going through i think that's what most ticos do we just okay we are grateful about what we have and we enjoy what we have and stop like freaking out of the future or what's mm, going on. Yeah. So I think that this vibe or to be just content, as you said, it's like what you're, you're learning right now. So, <laughs> so you already in six months, you can feel it. Yeah, no, I've had, I definitely have had to learn a lot. I'm sure for those that are listening, whether you're living abroad or not, I'm sure it's the same for you if you ever talk to locals, is obviously a learn a huge learning curve to try to, you know, adapt. And I think that where people don't succeed, and I'm sure you have seen this, Adriana, is that when they want the people in that country to adapt to them versus you adapt to the country that you're in. Kind of like, you know, this very entitled, like, oh, why aren't Costa Ricans more like me and blah, 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 or wherever, you know, you're living. I think that's definitely the wrong mindset to have. And you're going to hate where you're living <laughs> if you have yeah. that mindset thinking that people should be more like you when you're the one living in their country. <laughs> no, and it's true. I think I I can say that not compare Costa Rica with the place that you're coming from yeah. because it will never be the same and we have to accept the idea that this is your home for a little while 
Mm-hmm. So try to be more comfortable in here. And I know it, it will never be your home, right? But I mean, I don't know. Maybe it will. Now. Who knows? For now. <laughs> well, who knows? Yeah. But for now, it is. Yeah. So yeah. feel like it and, and love the place like it. Like appreciate and be grateful what you have in here and what Costa Rica gives you in this moment. So if you start comparing and comparing and I don't know, it's, it, it, will, it will be hard. Yeah. And what do you, what do you think are some things that uh, Costa Ricans can learn from foreigners? Are there some things that you, that you guys can learn from us? Oh, my God. To be brave, to leave everything behind. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and have, because I think that Picos can settle down. Like, in all this vibe or to be in peace and content, we can settle down and stop there. Not trying to get out of this comfort zone. And I think that, for me, is what you taught me. To be brave, to be anxious, to be to do something else. Oh, I taught you something? all. Oh, I'm glad I, taught, I was able to teach you something, Adriana. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think, I mean, again, you're being very kind. I'm sure you learned that from other people as well. But I think, I think the reason why, because again, in talking to you and talking to, you know, our our colleague, Carla Angulo. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I told her about like, you know, my parents' reactions to me leaving and all these things, like she kind of like looked at me like, wow, I wish I can do that. And she even said that, you know, but then she's like, well, what about my my parents, you know? And it's so funny hearing that from Costa Ricans because that's the same things that the reactions that I got in New York from people that, I mean, most of my friends were like, yeah, go leave. Right. But like, as far as people in my family, uh, I wouldn't say most, there were some people that are very, in my family that were very happy for me. Um, that said I should definitely go, but you know, the people that didn't really want me to go like my parents <laughs> and you know, some other people that might've questioned it were like, wait, what about your family? Like, how about your, you know, your sister and your parents? And so I think for Latinos, especially this thing of leaving your family or not leaving everything behind, but especially leaving your family behind is a huge like risk, obviously. And it's a, it's like, how do I, how, how am I able to do that? But I think in what you're saying and being brave, you got to see what else is out there. And I'm glad you mentioned the whole Pura Vida kind of thing being like kind of almost a double-edged sword because I spoke to someone that is a foreigner who owns a business in Manuel Antonio. That was my last episode. And he said that Pura Vida is a very, it's a tricky slope. Because yeah. people are very chill, he says. But at the same time, if you say, you know, it also is too chill. And he's like, he owns a business and he needs something to get fixed. It might not get fixed right away <laughs> because the mindset is a pura vida, like relax. Like, it'll get fixed when it gets fixed kind of thing. So I definitely can sense that frustration from a lot of foreigners. And me too. Like, I've, I've definitely learned to be more chill when it comes to things like that. But it definitely is frustrating to be on, you know, Costa Rican time or pura vida time. <laughs> Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's um, that is just very intriguing, and I think, I think it's just very, it's important. I think to get the perspective. And honestly, the one thing I think that I struggle with, and I think you know this, and I think a lot of, I think it's something that a lot of uh people that we work with struggle with that are not from here, that um not from Costa Rica, is that the most of their friends are other expats. Yes. Like it, and you know, and I don't know. I mean, I try, like, I, obviously, I would say that we're pretty friendly, that we're cool, we've hung out outside of work, you know, with other 
teachers as well. Um, but it's not easy. And I think we, we easily fall into this trap of only talking to other people that have our same kind of mindset, right? Like, oh, you're also not from here. You're also from somewhere else living here versus talking to people like basically this conversation we're having right now. I think that a lot of t uh, foreigners and expats don't really have those conversations and don't really break into that. And I don't know if it's because, like you said earlier, is it because Costa Ricans are not as welcoming when they have their group? Or is it because foreigners yeah. are, are you know, they're like, oh, this is too uncomfortable. I'm just going to talk to people that know my language and they know what I'm about and, you know, could complain about Costa Rica with me. <laughs> you know, like, hey, I, wh why do you think hey. that is? I think it goes in both ways because we are, like, who we are and this this kind of thing that I told you, this closed mind and this group thing. But you said something interesting about the language. And I don't know because, I, well, I do speak English, so I, I can <laughs> think of, of that as like as an issue. But maybe for two uh, other Costa Ricans, that's that's a problem, right? Mm. Because not everyone in here knows how to speak in English. True. So if you go to a restaurant and you hear two two Americans talking and you don't even understand what they are saying, how you're going to know that, for example, that you speak in Spanish. Yeah, true, true, true. There's no way. So, no. So maybe that's that can be something, or, yeah, I, I think it goes in, in both ways, because for you, it's uncomfortable to get somewhere and say, like, hi, come here and talk to me, right? Because I mean, I don't do that I, like that, but... Yeah. I know. <laughs> hey, come talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, obviously, I know that I have an advantage because, you know, I know the language and I can speak the language. So that helps a lot. But I must say, even yeah. for someone like me that knows the language, it's still tricky. So, for example, when I went out on a date with not, not someone that's here, that's close to Dastica, but that she's Brazilian, but she doesn't really know English. Like, she knows some, but she much rather talk in Spanish because she knows Spanish. So, to me, to hold an entire conversation in Spanish it's not easy for me. Like, I know the language, but there's so many times where I go, eh, ¿Cómo se dice? Uh, how, do, how do I say this word that I know in English in Spanish? And it's, it takes a lot of work. I mean, I like that I'm that I'm, I'm forcing myself to speak it because I have to, right? If I'm going to speak to people. And even with you, mostly I talk to you in Spanish. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, this is like one of the few times that we ever talk in just plain English. Right? We talk, I think, a mix of a little bit of English, but I would say 85% we speak in Spanish. And I think Spanglish. Spanglish, yeah, exactly, Spanglish. But I would say it's 85% Spanish. And I think yeah. I do that with you, and I think I would want to do that with other ticos and ticas, is because of the fact that I know that I'm in a country where the language is predominantly Spanish. And I know that my Spanish could improve, because my Spanish is not perfect. Um, I would say that I'm fluent, but it's not perfect. And it's also a different dialect. So there's a lot of things that I mm -hmm. speak very fast to begin with, that you're probably not going to catch or understand. You're like, wait a minute. Can you say that one more time, please? Slow down. <laughs> yeah, slow down, slow down. Especially when it comes to Dominican Spanish. Like, oh my God. Yeah. My, tranquilo, my. But uh, <laughs> but um, I think it's just a very uh, interesting dynamic when it comes to getting to know people. And I think you made a good point. Because Costa Ricans are probably not going to be so, hey, come over here. You know, like with someone that they don't really know, I think it's important for the expat you know, for the foreigner to kind of take that initiative, right? Like, and I, yeah. I mean, I did that 
with, with you, obviously, you were coming to my class for like two weeks and we never said a word to each other. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna be nice. I'm going to say hi. Like, I'm going to be like, hey, how are you? You know, whatever. And I think I'm doing that a lot more, I think, with my... And then my colleagues, too. Like, there's a lot of times, I'm not going to lie, where my colleagues in school, like, I think they're great. They're fantastic. They're amazing teachers, amazing people. Okay. But it's still kind of uncomfortable for me to kind of, like, break that mold of, like, their friends groups. You know what I mean? Like, they all okay. have children. They're a lot older. Like, not a lot older. But they're usually they're older than me, most of them. And I'm not used to that kind of dynamic at work. So I think it's very... No, well, even for me. Even yeah. for me, for those who are local, they have, like, this group of friends. And we're like, oh, my God, how, how can I do that? How can I get in? Because we have, like, this nice relationship at work, but it's not as friends. Mm-hmm. Right, and we talk to each other in at school, but that's it. it. Even for me as a local, even for me as as a Tika, it's hard to do with other Ticos, and that's true. That's true. And I think that I mean, you know, I think that happens obviously in a lot of other places around the world too, right? Where yeah. you know the friendships just kind of stay like work friendships, right? Not really like oh, let's hang out outside. But I do like one thing that I would want to get better at. I'm sure you maybe you feel the same way. But I would want to feel a little bit more connected to my colleagues. Like, I feel like I do. Like, I talk to Carla and Gulo a lot. We joke around. Uh, so there are a couple of teachers that I do talk to, and then obviously the music teachers. But I, I, I still feel kind of like a little bit, like, I could put myself more into that, you know? Like, put myself more in there and feeling more part of, like, the family that is, like, you know, the, the, the teachers there. Because they've been there a long time. So I think it's important. I think for anybody listening, not just obviously from myself or for you, but if you're going to move somewhere abroad and you're going to work somewhere, it's probably in your best interest to, you know, be friends with the people you work with, obviously. <laughs> but and also at the same time, like hang out with them outside of work. Like remember the one time that we all hung out for like the holiday party? Yeah. That was awesome. That was that felt so good. Like talking to yeah. my colleagues, whether it be, you know, the expats or the locals, it just felt really good to like be outside of the <laughs> of the classrooms and, you know, in that environment. And I feel like the school doesn't do that enough. And I, and I, like my, my old school, they did, they always did that. They always had functions. Uh, it was just for like in December, right? Yeah, exactly. This, the, this. Like the, the end of the, of the, not the school year, but the year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, okay, goodbye. We're going for a vacation. So take care of yourselves. Yeah. But it was really nice. And we have a great time. And we, we were a lot, like 30 people. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was, and it was, there was were people. interesting things happening there. We were speaking in English and we were Spanish and we were laughing and we were like, no, it was it was it was nice. Yeah, and and I think great. you saw the beauty of it too, right? The fact that there were people talking in English and in Spanish, and it wasn't it just wasn't oh I'm gonna talk to only the Americans. It's like no, everyone's gonna talk no. to each other, mm -hmm. you know. And that was really that was really nice to see. And I think that, like that's when things are really good, right? When you see like wow, this is why I'm here, right? Like this kind of like cultural exchange, but also like we don't treat each other any differently just because of where we're from. It's like hey, we're all colleagues, we're all in this together. Like that felt really nice. And I feel like the school could do that a lot more, honestly. Like, you know, like, hey, we're going to do this. Like, I don't know if you know, but we had karaoke after one of our professional development. We, we had know, last week? Yeah, last week we had karaoke. And, like, that's just really cool. And I saw this guy <laughs> singing, what do you call those songs that are karaoke songs? Plancha. Pla plancha? Musica de plancha. Musica de plancha. I heard uh, Juancito. You know Juancito, the, the, the copy guy? Yeah. Yeah, he was... He was getting in. He was doing a lot of songs. It was fun. It was just so much fun. It was so much And of course, I did a song. I did uh, Empire State of Mind, uh, Jay-Z, Alicia Keys. Cause, you of know, course. Me. 
But yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, those are the kind of things that I think, like, we're talking about, like, bridging the culture, right, between, like, the mm-hmm. local, someone like you, someone like me. And even I remember when you and I and Lewis, who's another co-worker of ours, and he's half equal, half American, which I think is even more interesting, like, we all went out to a club. And that was a good time. That was cool. I, I kind of, you know, I was kind of mad at first because it was taking so long to get in. But it was kind of cool to be in that environment. Like, I wanted to see it out. You know what I mean? Like, to see what it was all about or whatever. So I think even little things like that, like hanging out with your colleagues, grabbing a coffee, grabbing una birra, which is they call a beer here, una birra una instead, of, instead of cerveza. Oh, now, now you say the hard All right. Birra. Birra. No, una birra. Una birra. Yeah. That Costa Rican accent. But I mean, those little things, I think they go a long way into really feeling like home, right? Because like you said, this is going to be my home for a little bit. Wherever you are in the world, where you are, that's going to be your home for a little bit. So you have to, it's in your best interest and my best interest, right? And to, to like, you know what? I'm going to make myself more uncomfortable. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out by myself or, or ask this person from work that I might not hang out with normally, but I might, I'm going to ask them to say, hey, let's go get a coffee or whatever, you know? Or let's hang out for lunch. So little things like that, I think, go a long way in building relationships that feel like you're part of a community. Yeah. All right. So Adriana, on a, on a last note, what would you say, what would be the number one piece of advice you would give to uh, expats? To In Costa Rica, obviously, you're from Costa Rica, so I'm going to ask you from a Costa Rican perspective. So what's the number one advice you would give to expats as far as how to have a good time Besides, obviously, the beaches and all the other beautiful things that Costa Rica has to offer, what is the number one advice you would give to them to having a good time and a successful time while living in Costa Rica? Hmm. Well, I think that the only advice I can get is to enjoy the little things that we have in here. Because, not, as you said, not everything is about the beach and about to go and have this nice trip. It's about... The little things that we have in here, like this smile that we gave to you crossing the hall or saying, buenos dias, I hope you have a nice day, because we're like that. And for you that are out from, no, that you're living abroad here, (laughs) um, to get to appreciate those little things and to see that and to be, I don't know, grateful, grateful that Ticos are like, welcoming in in this way I hope you enjoyed that uh, conversation with Adriana um, again there's a lot of uh, golden nuggets in there but the key takeaway that I got is how we we both agree that it's a combination of the two uh, I guess beliefs or just ways of being of the of the foreigner, the expat, uh, thinking that the local should be the one that is welcoming, and then the local <laughs> not really being that uh, that welcoming when they're you know when they're in their friend groups and things of that nature. And I don't think that is an uncommon uh, position to hold for any local of any country. I think it's pretty common for when people encounter uh, foreigners that they're going to be a little bit hesitant, you know, not be unfriendly or, or treat them differently but just you know they're gonna be a little bit keep things more closer to the chest i guess i would put it but uh it is interesting to hear that in her view costa ricans are pretty um at least close-minded in the sense of you know opening up and being how she said you know brave or whatnot as far as 
meeting people, open to new experiences and things of that nature. That was very intriguing to hear. And again, I think, you know, this episode, obviously, you know, I'm talking to a local, but this is what people need to be doing, right? Like, I, and I, I need to be doing this, first and foremost, a lot more than what I am doing. And I need to expand my horizons, befriend more locals, because again, it is a trap, whether you live abroad or uh, or you're visiting, it is a, it is a trap to um, just interact with people that are either also on vacation or people that are also from abroad, you know, living here and have a similar background or similar experience. And, you know, the cliche of people, oh, you know, I like to talk to the locals and whatever other bullshit people would like to say just to, like, make themselves feel better or hip or cool. But at the end of the day, you need to have authentic conversations with people that live here. And if you want to get a good feel for wherever you're at. And I know most people hold those positions, but I don't think a lot of people really do that. I think because it takes work. At the end of the day, it takes work to talk to someone, especially if they don't speak the same language as you. When that when that barrier occurs, like she mentioned, it makes it difficult. So it's up to you to really open yourself up to that. And of course, the other person to be receptive of that, right? And I think that looks differently from culture to culture and obviously person to person. But yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for next week's. This is In Living Color, Abroad. Peace.